Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Welcome to the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You can find me uh, here every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, just my musings inside the film room. Um, my film room's down south today, down in Florida. But really, uh, you know, it's Thursday night. It's week 11 already. And so it really, the attention turns to Thursday night football. And really, it should be a great game. These two teams match up really well. Uh, they played a good game early this season, week two. Uh, Baltimore came out on top. Joe Burrow was still pretty banged up at that time, but he's back. Uh, but, you know, the good thing about this game tonight is you got probably good to great to awesome quarterback play. They do it a little bit differently. Uh, Joe Burrow is just your classic pocket pa- passer with an abundance of athletic ability uh, to extend plays, uh, get outside the pocket. But he's just a, uh, a machine when it comes to reading defenses and finding uh, the right place to play. They'll play without T. Higgins tonight, but they play without all their star receivers in one game. Trent, Trenton Irwin will play number 16. He's a really good player. Got speed. He's uh, completely trusted by Joe Burrow. We'll see the emergence of a young tight end in Tanner Hudson. They had called up for the practice squad a few weeks ago. Seems like a lot of targets are going to him. But really, and then look, Lamar has thrown through a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. last week. Classic OBJ, you know, just a quick slant, you know, from the Z position. Kind of just Z in is what they call it in the old West Coast offense. But, you know, he took it to the house against Cleveland. Uh, reminded me of touchdowns of his back in 2016 against the Ravens and against the Eagles when he would just take these quick slants and just run right through the, the core of the defense and finish in the paint. Um, he's getting healthy and he wants the ball. But I'd say this game has really come down to two things. One, Baltimore's offense is good. It's good. They're number one in the league in rushing the football. Keaton Mitchell, the young rookie, undrafted rookie out of East Carolina. Keaton Mitchell has just – like he's just exploded right in front of us this last two weeks. I expect him to get more touches. But I think one of the, the battles tonight is Baltimore still leads the league in rushing. And Lamar's a part of it. But, you know, Gus Edwards is having a good season. Keaton Mitchell has exploded. Um, but really Cincinnati has struggled against the run. And it's kind of a, a surprise because this has been a good defense. Luana Rumo is a good coordinator. They've got good talent. But last week in their loss to, you know, the Houston Texans, Motor Singletary ran for 150 yards. And it wasn't like, okay, one 80-yard run and, you know, had 20 runs for 70 yards. No, he was, he was picking up chunks a bunch throughout the game. And so if Cincinnati is going to make a playoff push, if Cincinnati is going to get to the postseason again, They've got to get this fixed, and it better start tonight. Because if it doesn't, Baltimore can just wear you out um, with the way that they run the ball. Tyler Linderbaum, the center, is really good run player. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, uh, they've got good players up front that can move the – you know, John Simpson, the left guard's a massive guy. They've got good good players up front. Patrick Ricard, the fullback, uh, can do a lot of different things. So that's going to be a challenge tonight. I would say the – the one area that's missing in watching this Ravens offense all year long is the deep ball. I think I said it last week. Um, they missed a shot last week. I think that could have really opened the game up. Um, Odell Beckham says he feels healthy. He wants that ball deep. So 
That's what I'm waiting to see in this offense. And look, uh, parts of this offense are really good. They run the ball well. They're excellent in the short passing game. Before last week, Lamar led the league in passing completion percentage. But they, they need to start hitting their deep shots. They, they need the big chunks. Not the, you know, six-yard slant to Adele and then, you know, 34 yards after the catch. That's great when you can do it. But it's also good when you can throw the ball over the top. And I'm anxious to see if Baltimore can do that tonight. If they do that tonight, I think they win this game. Um, and really, this game, Cincinnati needs this game more than Baltimore because if they don't, they get to five and five, and Baltimore gets to you know eight and three, and really there's just a big separation between the two teams. Remember the playoff game last year, Sam Hubbard going 100 yards on a fumble by uh, Tyler Huntley at the goal line goes 100 yards for for the return, and the game completely turned. So both these teams know each other well. They they know how to defend each other. So I think that's you know something to really look forward to. I can't bring, I can't actually wait on the the best football show tomorrow to really break this game down for you in, in all in all areas, including special teams. So that's uh, always a, a big factor when it comes to these two games is is the special teams. So we'll see about that. But in news, look in Carolina. Frank Reich has announced that he's taken over the play calling duty after he gave it to Thomas Brown a few weeks ago after Frank Reich started the season calling plays. So you go, Frank Reich calling plays, Thomas Brown taking over the play calling duty, Frank Reich taking the play calling duty back. And all that says to me is there's pressure. There's pressure in Carolina. Bryce Young has not played well. He has been a disappointment. And it's not just Bryce Young. The what the offense is, is confusing to me. They have one receiver in Adam Thielen where the ball goes to. And outside of that, you can't really figure out what the passing game is. The running game, I feel like with the offensive line they have, which is basically the starting offensive line they started the, the season with, with Taylor Moten and Big Ick at the tackles. And, you know, like it just has not played well. You know, Bradley Bozeman at center. And, you know, you look at the guys they line up. I mean, it's basically the starting offensive line. And they haven't run the ball particularly well, but Bryce Young has not played well. He's played small. And so I'm interested this weekend, you know, can they fix this offense? Because I, I believe that there's major pressure coming from the owner, David Tepper. Without, I'm not a reporter. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not interviewing Dave Tepper. But, like, when, you, when these kind of things happen, play calling duty back and forth, the quarterback is struggling – He's not getting better. Like the owner, you know, you you make this, you know, you make this trade up to number one to get your quarterback to the future, and your quarterback is that the only quarterbacks lower than Bryce Young or basically Zach Wilson in New York. I mean, you know, I mean, all the teams that are struggling, uh, all those quarterbacks are a little bit below him right now, uh, Daniel Jones. But all the teams that are struggling, it, it goes to the quarterback. And the quarterback has got to get you out of bad plays. He's got to convert third downs. He's got to complete a high percentage of throws. He's got to get the ball into the end zone. And Bryce Young's not doing it. And when you watch him, he just looks like he plays small. Is that play calling? Is that talent? He just looks small. And especially in light of what C.J. Stroud is doing. Did they miss? It's 10 weeks. It's early. We have seen quarterbacks struggle before. And they have come out of it and figured it out. This has not been a good 10 weeks for Bryce Young. It's not been good 10 weeks 
for the Carolina offense or the Carolina Panthers as an organization. So we'll see if Frank Wright, taken aback, has seen things from, from you know, from a, a different perspective as, you know, the head coach and not the play caller over the last few weeks. My guess is things aren't going to change a lot. And that's unfortunate. Um, I don't want to, you know, I we all know Troy Aikman was 1-15 as a rookie quarterback and things didn't go good. And obviously he wears a gold jacket and they figured things out. That doesn't feel like this to me. Uh, I played with Jeff George, who was the number one pick in 1990 or 91, I forget. Um, and Jeff George, and I was a center that year for Jeff in Indianapolis. But Jeff George struggled, but we won five games. We went on the road on a Monday night and we beat the Washington at that time, the Washington Redskins. And it was the arm of Jeff George. It was really super talented, and he helped us win a lot of games. And while he wasn't technically, you know, great and he had to get, you know, he had to learn a lot about the game, like the talent was there. The talent to win games was there. And we were seeing rookie quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell threw the game-winning touchdown pass for the Raiders last week, you know, against the Jets, you know, to a rookie tight end in Michael Mayer. We've seen Will Levis win games. You know, we'll see if – you know, we'll get to Cleveland in a second here, but rookie quarterbacks, you know, it's not an excuse anymore. Well, they're just a rookie. You know, they need a red shirt year. We're seeing too many C.J. Strouds lighting the league up, leads the league in passing yards. So that gets me to Buffalo. Well, they'll play the Jets this weekend. And Josh Allen had to speak yesterday about the changing of the guard, Ken Dorsey's out of the building. And he lamented that. Like, if they were playing better as a team, Ken Dorsey would still be there. It's a, he's been there for the, a big chunk of Josh Allen's, you know, success. So you go, okay, Joe Brady steps up. What's going to change with this offense? Is it fundamentally going to change? They ran the ball really good on Monday night against Denver. They ran for 200 yards. The, the running game looked great. Latavius Murray, James Cook. Like, okay, they had two fumbles in that game that were costly fumbles between the quarterback and the running back and the running back, you know, James Cook had the ball ripped out of his hands in the first play uh, interceptions ball goes through wide receivers hands intercepted. You know, is that Ken Dorsey's fault? No, it's not, but they got to, they had to make a change. Somebody had to be the fall guy. So let's just see if Buffalo going against the Jets team who had a, a defensive player only meeting uh, yesterday or on Tuesday, Let's see if they can figure out what the Jets defense is going to do because they're going to play good. I guarantee you the Jets defense is going to play well. They, they, are, they are talented. They're, they're a little suspect against the run, so we'll see if Joe Brady stays with the run and they pound it like they did the belly of Denver's defense with success. And that gets us to Cleveland because it is now announced that, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson is done for the year, unfortunately. But Cleveland has been playing without a starting quarterback for two years, and they've won a lot of games, um, you know, without Deshaun Watson. So the next up, I guess it surprised me that P.J. Walker isn't the starter this week against Pittsburgh, that they're going to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And you go, why is that? Because he started one game against Baltimore week two or week four, and he wasn't very good, threw three interceptions, didn't throw a touchdown pass. But it wasn't like he was lost out there. You know, he didn't have great stats or numbers, but he didn't look lost. He didn't look like he can't play. 
he started 40 games for UCLA and Chip Kelly. You know, you watched the UCLA-USC game last year. I mean, he was unbelievable in, in a shootout game against Caleb Williams. And so they're going with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And, you know, just listening to Joe Petonio and some of the leaders on the team, like they believe in him. Now, some of it is you have to say that. You have to give the kid confidence. But if you look at the way Cleveland's constructed, they run the ball more than they throw it. They're run first team. They win a game in Baltimore last weekend without their two starting tackles. They pick up Jerron Christian, you know, off the bus stop, you know, last week, and he starts for you. And you can't really tell the difference. They ran the ball well against the number one defensive football. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt have been a good one-two punch. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson can run the ball. He's a good option. Uh, if you want to fit the, the quarterback into the run game, uh, Pittsburgh will have to contend with that this week. Um, he is elusive. So, and then defensively, they've been great. You know, they get to pick six last week against Lamar Jackson, gets them back in the game. Um, they have a number of uh, stops in the second half. They they contain a powerful running attack of Baltimore. Like, there's a lot there that says the season's not over for Cleveland. Like, I don't believe it is. And I don't know how many wins Dorian Thompson gets. I don't know how long Cleveland stays with him. If he really struggles against Pittsburgh, do they go back to P.J.? Um, they might. I don't know what's, what the future holds. I know that – I know Kevin Stefanski very well, though, and he's one of those kind of steady Eddie guys. He doesn't, he doesn't panic. He didn't panic going into Baltimore last week with two backup tackles uh, and found a way to win the game. So, you know, if you look at that game last week and say, okay – Dorian Thompson Robinson making a second NFL start. You know, they got the ball back from the Ravens down 31-30 with four minutes and 55 seconds to go. And Baltimore never touched the ball again. They kicked the game-winning field goal with no time on the clock. Like that, if you're Joe Petonio, if you're Wyatt Teller, Ethan Posick, the center, you're Miles Garrett, you know, you're some of these guys on this team that, you know, the, the, the brunt of these wins and losses falls on your shoulders. You go – that's impressive. That's that's the way you got to win the AFC North. Like you got to play keep away and you got to be able to run it, especially when the weather changes and it turns and it's going to turn. And it's just a question of what week does all these AFC North games get played in blizzards and snow and frozen fields and, you know, stuff off the lake in Cleveland, all that stuff that can happen. Um, so that's that's been the best football show here on this Thursday, November 16th. Join me tomorrow as I break down Thursday night football. It's, it, we've had some dogs. Let's face it. We've had some dogs on Thursday night. This ain't going to be a dog. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a lot of fun to break down. This is an analyst dream. This is for a lot at stake in the AFC North. And then any other breaking news that might occur between now and tomorrow at some point as we start week 11 in this 2023 season. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow.